You're listening to Close the Loop, a podcast for business decision makers who are eager to put on their marketing hat and prove the worth of their campaigns. Here to get you excited about attribution and invite you to act on these topics is the host, Kevin Dini, a true marketing and data nerd, live and virtual event speaker, and fan of all things Batman. He's joined by a variety of guests, subject matter experts, and colleagues who are passionate about helping business leaders like you to succeed. No need to take notes. Just visit the show page on callsource.com and read the transcripts, watch the episodes, or get any links mentioned in the show. Hello, and welcome to the Close the Loop podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Dini, and today we're going to be talking about what should a small business be looking for in an agency? What kind of a relationship should they be looking for? What kind of services should they be looking for? What should they be expecting when they start thinking, hmm, should we go outside? Should we bring someone in? Should we get extra help in you know, this project we want to do? Should we build a partnership so that we're more entwined? Do I just need this one thing made really quick? <laughs> uh, there's a lot of different types of agencies. There's a lot of different types of relationships a business may have with a third party. Um, To help me dive into this is David Baer. David is a veteran of the direct response marketing uh, time. of. It's still going now, but he's a veteran of it. He's really done a lot of it. He started his career selling classical music subscriptions. Very interesting. And That was in the dawn of email marketing as well. Since then, his copy and his strategic guidance have earned his employers and clients millions in sales. So he's someone who's been in the agency world. I I think someone who has also been there and through ups and downs of the agency uh, time. So I thought he'd be a great resource to talk about this. Uh, So welcome, David. Thanks for coming on. Hey, Kevin. Thanks so much for having me. So if we could, I, I always like to start as simple as I possibly can. When we're talking about an agency, I guess in your eyes, David, like what what is an agency? What are we talking about in the, today when we're, when we're like using the word agency? Yeah, I, th- I think it's a catch-all term, and really, you know, it can be anything from a one-person business to a business where there's uh, what's known as a full stack agency, which is an organization that really can do every implementation of tactical activity in marketing, whether it's running ads or doing your copywriting or designing a website or, or, you know, doing print uh, media or what's known as outdoor media, which is, you know, like billboards and things. But there are, there are businesses that do all of that. And then there's everything in between. Uh, something in between might be a small shop where it's a bunch of contractors when they're brought in as needed basis. There's also, and we'll, we'll dive into the pros and cons of this, a lot of overseas outsourcing that's happening these days, particularly in the two years uh, leading up to now since COVID, where the world has gotten a lot smaller because there's so much more accessibility to people across the globe who have, you know, amazing skills and talents at much lower prices. And uh, we, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that, I'm, I'm sure, as we move forward. I've always looked at an agency as we're talking about it, like support for the business in the marketing arm. But there's a lot of businesses that partner with other businesses that have more of an operational arm or supply chain, right? There's lots of interesting ways businesses work with other businesses. But what's what all of those entities that work with another entity have in common to me is the business's success. Whereas any partner or entity that works with that business may not have that business as the number one priority, but that, that's why they're separate. That's why they're working. They're offering services or something to help that business. And and in that mind, the in that line, right, the closer aligned that agency or, or business is with the primary company in achieving the primary business's goals, the better off I think both will be because they're going to be helping support, you know, what they both are trying to achieve. But primarily when you're an owner, when you're a business, small business, let's say, Thinking about, you know, I'd like to have a, a partner or a business help me, support me, you know, get help with my marketing. An agency is sort of where my, my head goes with that. Yeah, well, I, I think, first of all, the, the terminology agency is, is really about a service provider and sometimes a, an external expert 
and again, this is something I, I think we're going to be digging a lot deeper into, um, who, who has a, a skill set to be able to deliver something for a client that the client may not be able to or may not be interested in doing internally in their business. Yeah. So you just touched on it. Maybe you can expand a little bit more. Why would a business want to hire an agency, a marketing agency? There's a long list of ans- uh, of answers to that question, and it, it could be anything from, you know, they don't know a darn thing about marketing and need somebody who does, to they don't have the bandwidth internally in their business, whether they don't have uh, the expertise, they don't have the time, uh, they have not dedicated a full time person to do marketing, and they've they've sort of reached the cap of what that the person who's you know. 10% of their day or 10% of their week is is uh, allocated to marketing activities and this is this is um probably among the most common particularly in the small business world they may realize that marketing which a lot of small businesses define as either lead generation or advertising and there's a lot more to marketing than that um they may say oh it's about time that we actually spend money on ads we're not getting enough business right now and so they'll see that there's something happening in the environment around them that a, a point at which they need to make a decision to make this investment but they don't know what to do so they turn to uh, a professional to to help guide them through it and and an extension of that is they have heard that you know, tactic X these days, it's TikTok. That's the, that's the hot thing as, as we happen to be recording this advertising on TikTok is the way to build your business, right? And so they reach out to somebody who is an expert in whatever that thing is that that's been recommended to them often by somebody who's not fully informed about all of their needs within their business. And so it may or may not be the right thing to do. Now, something that we've talked about you know, before the before we were sitting here today for recording this was the uh, something you'd mentioned about like the commoditization of agency tactics of agencies sort of having a specialized lead gen focus and that kind of getting out of hand in the terms of like lots of business, lots of agencies have that. So, if you could talk a little bit about that, because when a business is thinking about an agency, right, is it better to just like have a relationship where it's fairly disconnected, let the agency just run its specialized tactic of lead gen and not connect them to the inner workings of the business. I mean, in your experience, it seems like you, this is something you could absolutely be able to share your insights on. And it's something we had talked about before, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah, I, I have been in both roles of um, running an agency as well as hiring agencies. And uh, now, these days, I actually work to improve agencies uh, who are my clients. So one of the big challenges is that a lot of agencies have historically been positioned around a specific skill set. And so you, you said lead generation, for example. And frankly, that's how both the marketing and advertising industry has worked in terms of let's focus on the the thing we specialize in, the thing we deliver. And it's absolutely how businesses have been trained to think about purchasing marketing or advertising services, right? So let me, let me explain what I, what I mean by this, and then we'll get back to answering your question. Typically, a business does not have the way that they have a, uh, a financial guide through a you know a, an accountant or a legal guide through an attorney somebody who guides them through the ins and outs of marketing instead what they do is they engage directly with a sales professional who's representing a specific solution that might be the person who's selling advertising time or space for a radio or newspaper or it might be the local rep for you know Yelp or somebody who specializes in running ads on a certain platform, whether that's online or offline. But what they're not engaging with is typically the bigger picture of, well, what, what's right for my business? What strategically should I be doing? And so because most agencies are positioned around the tactics, a Facebook ads agency, a, a search engine optimization agency, a website design agency, and because as I said earlier, we are now so much more accessible across the globe. 
Well, in the marketing world, we now have competitors in other countries that have different um, financial standards of living where somebody can charge a heck of a lot less and be qualified to do the work at a much lower price. Now, whether it's here domestically in North America or in Pakistan or India or the Philippines or any Nigeria or any other country where um, people have the ability to live on a lot less money, there's also a wide range of quality that you get for whatever you pay. So that's a completely different point, and I, I want to make sure that's clear. So th- this is a big challenge for both business owners as well as those who are in the agency world how how do you differentiate yourself outside of price? Obviously, uh, to be able to figure out, you know, I'm I'm investing in a commodity here. Is that really the right um, service provider? Is it the right solution for my business? It's, it's it's a much more complicated subject than most businesses um, really take the time to think about. It makes me think that there's like a lot of things in a business that they may think like, hmm, like this agency is helping me with this. I wonder if they could help me with that. There's there's areas where an agency probably could be a little more invested in the strategic side of a business if allowed. I know that from being in an agency, that was scary for the businesses that we worked with. And from being in a business, like feeling like, I don't know if we're going to be able to get these get the agency up to speed or, or on the same page as us. Like there's, there's that, I don't know, that, that worry and that fear on both sides. And so like what you're talking about is being able to overcome that and have the agency be a little more entwined in the strategic operations of the business so that truly it is its goals and how it's helping the business is optimized and does have a little bit wider of a connection in the business. And the business allows them and gives them the tools or the information the knowledge equity they have, which kind of only exists in that business and enables to allow the agency or their, you know, the, the team on the other side to be able to do something with that. Right. Yeah. You, you said something there that I want to, I want to um, come back to, which is a business will think, huh, I have this agency and I want this other thing done. I wonder if they can do it too. And I'll tell you what that, that experience was like from an agency owner's perspective. So I used to run an agency. I started back in 2010 and our focus was Facebook ads, right? Back in 2010, this was a fairly new thing. And I had a a good number of clients who would hire me because again, that was the hot new thing at that time, the way TikTok is uh, now. I had people who came to hire me to run Facebook ads or just to figure out this whole Facebook thing. And then I would, you know, have a subsequent meeting with them a few months down the road or, you know, talk about this, the, the success of or, or the, the, the challenges around the campaign that we were running. And uh, inevitably, they would tell me about some other thing that they were doing in marketing, typically because I was trying to um, get to what was behind the work that I was doing with them. Like, what, what were the next steps and what's the follow up and all that, those sorts of things? And they would tell me something along the lines of, oh, you'd be so proud of me. I just hired somebody to, and then they would say, basically, this is what I heard, do something that I could have hired you to do, but you didn't tell me you did it, and I didn't ask. <laughs> oh, man. So how did that feel? How did that go? <laughs> well, it, 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 it felt terrible because I realized, well, I've made a mistake here because I haven't been clear to my client the full range of things that I can do for them. And I really set up the relationship around something that undermined what they think our relationship is about and what they think my area of expertise is. And so that was, that was actually a big shift in the way that I, uh, structured my business, once I saw that as a pattern that kept being repeated, I was like, I got to do something about this because clearly I'm doing something wrong uh, that that these guys are going somewhere else and then proudly telling me I hired somebody else to do something. Yeah. Wow. That's really... And to see it happening over again or <laughs> a couple of times, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm getting the signal. So you mentioned something uh, about relationships there too. And to me, the relationship that it's, let's say, simplest, right, is that is something you've, you've, you've referred to before is a vendor type relationship. Like the most basic I could possibly see is like, you hand me like things that are completed, or you hand me the leads or, you know, it's very vendor based, like, 
put money in, something comes out. And, and that's a really the limited amount of interaction that's there, just like the bare minimum. Now, along, let's say, the spectrum, you increase the relationship quality. And at the far end, I would say it's something kind of like what's been described to me is like they almost have like a seat at like seat at the table. Like they have a seat in the decision table. Like they may go, you know, before we do anything, let's talk to my partner. Let's talk like that's the quality of relationship at one end of the spectrum. That's very ingrained, very much established. Like there's trust there. There's also like a, a good a good healthy sense of like, you know what, let's just make sure that this is going to work best for the business and not like, you know, leave parts of ourselves out, which like if an agency has that sort of a relationship, any partnership has that sort of relationship, that's amazing. So if, so between vendor, if you want to describe again, and then all the way to like the far side, you see it, how does that go? Okay. Well, <laughs> this is a loaded uh, topic <laughs> and it's, it's, a, it's a topic which I'm incredibly passionate about and in fact have built an entire business around now supporting <laughs> and, and, and uh, oh, yeah. working with agencies. So let, let me, let me um, tell you about um, the typical agency. And again, there's plenty of exceptions to this, but the typical agency uh, basically says, yeah, I can help you with Facebook ads. Yeah, I can help you with SEO. So tell me, what would you like to do? And that's where it ends, right? They they are relying still on the business to guide the strategy around that particular tactic, okay? So for a business that is really just looking to outsource their team and hire somebody who is a contractor to fulfill some very specific task that they've figured out internally exactly what they want to do, this approach works. But for most businesses, they haven't actually figured that stuff out, right? They don't know what, you know, what is the best way to run ads? Should, what types of ads should I run? What should the, um, uh, you know, the goal of this campaign be? Uh, how, how should I structure it in terms of the, um, interaction with the person who does click? Should I be collecting leads or should I send somebody right into, you know, a sales process? Uh, if I'm going to have a form for them to fill out, what's the nature of the data that I'm collecting there? Um, wh where's too much friction versus, you know, not enough information? Where's the right balance? Now, most businesses don't know that stuff. And sadly, most marketers don't tend to get that deep into thinking through all of the types of questions. And there's a lot more, right? Like, you know, are they joining an email list and how many uh, emails are, are, you know, being sent out to follow up on getting them to, to move through this short-term initial nurture? Uh, what is it that's being said to them, et cetera, um, which is going to inform who are we targeting and, and all of those things. That's really not something that a typical service provider is trained to or really thinks through. What they are really good at is the delivery of the technical, tactical work. Now, at the other end of the spectrum, what you've just described is what I would refer to as a trusted advisor. And that's the relationship that I, I said, you know, earlier, most businesses have a trusted advisor around certain activities in their business. It might be around financial management. It might be around legal issues. It might be around operational or organizational structure. Where they tend to lack having a trusted advisor is in marketing and or sales. And, and frankly, I believe sales is a, a subcategory of marketing. Um, and, and therefore, would be well, um, uh, you know, positioned to invest in somebody to help hold their hand or guide them through it if they don't have those resources internally. Now, what's in between is where I think there's a lot of agencies that lie. And, and th this is something that I think is important to stress because what I, as I browse through lots of agency websites, I see some, um, lip service to the word strategy. And I talk to a lot of, of agency owners who believe they are strategists. And when I try to dig into what they actually mean by that, well, it's, it's one of a few things. It's either that they are strategists of a particular tactic. So they are, you know, website optimization strategists. They are, you know, search engine optimization strategists. They are, 
uh, YouTube, um, you know, strategists, whatever it might be. But they are not holistic business growth or revenue growth strategists, which ultimately is what the agency's job is. It's to drive more revenue to the business that might start with lead generation, but ultimately there's all the steps that happen after lead generation that an agency can and often should be involved in if they're going to be able to deliver the best value to the business overall. And the business goals are usually not more leads. The business goals are more or consistent or predictable revenue. What's really interesting there is like how much the agency side of that feels like it's so right on the ball. Because like when you have a little bit more of the customer journey for a business and you can see, okay, here's how the business is making money. Here's how the business wants to make money. Here's how things are flowing. Here's like areas where we can strategically help and influence the business. On the total flip other side of that is the business opening their doors to the agency. So why would a business struggle? Why do businesses struggle opening their doors and letting that that level of a relationship develop with an agency? Yeah, well, first, I, I think it, it is in part because they don't know any better, right? The, the, the way that they have been trained, as I explained before, is really about, you know, um, the sales of a tactic. And so if nobody has said, hey, you know, there's a holistic approach that you could be taking, right? No, nobody is out there uh, uh, promoting that as as the better route, right? When I say nobody, there's there's very few of us who are out there promoting that, but there's a sea of people who are saying this tactic, that tactic, right? And so I, I think in part, it's because that's just how we, all of us, both in the marketing industry and, and, and in the, you know, business owner world have been trained. So I, I think that that's, that's the biggest piece. Now, I'd, I have rarely encountered a business owner who, when we sort of break down the opportunity that they have to not be tactical first, but rather strategic first, right, that they go, ah, no, I'm good, just send me leads. And so I, I think that it's really that they're just not having the right conversation and not being presented with the right information. Gotcha. So here's one that comes from kind of my experience. So here's a question for you. So how important is it that the business understand what the agency is going to be executing? The, the strategy, the tactics, the whole execution. Because there were times in my experience where like, I was felt like, how am I going to be able to explain this? This is some of this gets kind of nitty gritty. And at the same time, you know, maybe high level isn't going to be impressive enough. Maybe this won't explain the value that we're providing enough. There's a balance there. And I, and I know some business leaders are different than others. So like, but how I'd say in general, how important is it that the business really understands what the agency is trying to execute for them? I, I don't think that the individual specific tactical uh, activity is critical for them to know in detail. However, if they don't, again, it's, it's all about uh, foundation and perception. So the foundation of the relationship is I'm investing in this agency's work and we have agreed that here is the strategic approach we are taking to, you know, this outcome that we have both defined and agreed upon. And then I'm, I'm putting it in their hands to execute on the tactics that they, that they, uh, either have, have said are going to be the right tactics to achieve that strategic approach. I, businesses don't need to get into the weeds with that stuff. Now, they're welcome to if they want to, but if you approach it that way where there's an understanding about sort of the bigger picture and how this activity fits into it, you get a lot less pushback or resistance from a business because we've we've sort of worked together to come up with the big overarching plan that this is a piece of. If, however, they don't have that foundation uh, that they've bought into, well, then it's a heck of a lot more challenging for them to, you know, be presented with something and and then turn to the agency and look at it and go, why the heck are we doing this? <laughs> right, right, right. Like I remember sending over, we were like, well, we, we agree we're going to test ads and we have something like 12 segments. 
So if we're going to test them, we need, you know, at least minimum one and one, one control, one test. So with 12, that meant 24. And uh, we were like, okay, we're going to be sending over the, tw- like the 24 very, like the 24 total <laughs> things over to you. And they're like, man, that seems like a lot. Don't worry about it. And then later on, they saw an ad, they saw one of them. And they're like, I didn't approve this. <laughs> there, there's, there was like that. And so like, for me, it was like a dance of, okay, how much, of this does need to be approved and looked at every little granular bit. And then to the other extent, like I work with some who are like, great, fine. You know, just tell me at the end of the month, how things work. So that relationship finding, I guess the tone of that relationship, the pulse, the pace, the, the, the need for the things explained was definitely something that you kind of have to, to get used to or learn as you go from the, from the agency perspective. I, look, I, I'd say that a lot of uh, a lot of businesses would be very happy to just hand off everything to an agency and not think about it. But in in fact, you know, the work that the agencies are doing on the on the business's behalf are the driver to continuing to stay in business and to grow. And so it, it's it's kind of misplaced to to have marketing be a, an afterthought for the leadership in a business. That said, most agencies also uh, put themselves in the position of a situation like the one that you've just described, because I'm going to assume that the relationship was not based on uh, full understanding or buy-in on the part of the client uh, of exactly what what needed to be done to achieve their goals, what the individual pieces were to, to achieve their goal. And frankly, um, it, it probably, the 24 ads were not presented in the context of here's the process that we pursue and we're going to be split testing. And there's a reason we have this many ads because there are all these different permutations and potential directions that, you know, we may go or may discover are going to be winning winning uh, uh, messaging or, or winning visuals. And so we want to make sure that we find the best one that's going to minimize your investment on a per action basis, per lead, per click, per whatever, so that we ultimately have a great campaign built for you. Now, if that was stated in advance of handing somebody 24 ads to review, do you think maybe they would have had a different uh, response? Right. Yeah. Like understanding or having the right expectations in the process and what's involved and, and knowing ahead of time a little bit, like here's, here, here's more, here's like the context around what I'm asking so that you have a better understanding of it, it makes total sense. So let's say a business today has an agency, right? And they're listening to this and they're going, Hmm, how, how does my relationship with my agency, where does it fit into this, into this spectrum? So what would you say are things that a business should today be looking at its agency and going, is this the right relationship? Is this the right agency? Is this the the right um, strategic combination of things that I need from the agency to be successful? Or should I go, Hmm, maybe I just have a, a basic vendor type relationship. How would they know that, you know, like what would help a business sort of evaluate that? Yeah. So uh, I think maybe we talk uh, briefly about the difference between strategies and tactics. I've, I've made the assumption that, uh, you know, our, our, our listening audience knows what I mean by each of those words. But, you know, the uh, taking a strategic and systematic approach to marketing is really what I'm endorsing uh, and uh, saying that agencies really need to play an active role in the bigger picture if the business doesn't already have their you know their their hands and minds wrapped around that already and so when i say strategy what i mean is how do you get from where you currently are your what i call as is state to where you want to get to the to be state and when you think about all of the internal, organizational, um, operational, and external competition, marketplace, um, et cetera, influences, the environmental influences, right? Those are things that are going to inform what tactically 
you invest in. So, um, you know, if I'm in a, I'm a business and I want to grow, you know, my revenue threefold. Okay. And I know that there's a certain, um, market segment that I haven't gone after that is going to help me get there. Well, there's a set of tactics that I can include and I can rule out because I know that I want to go after these particular people and I want to put this particular offer in front of them. And oh, by the way, these are people who might be willing to pay more. So maybe I'm going to strategically consider my pricing structure for this new offer, right? Those are a lot of pieces that an agency can and should have some involvement in, whether it's full ownership or whether it's participation in the planning. But if your current agency isn't really privy to these types of things, or your organization, your business hasn't really thought through either the strategic and systematic approach to all of this, well, that's where I think you need to go to an agency that you're currently working with and say, you know, I, I heard some guy on some podcast somewhere say some stuff that sounded really, you know, like a good idea. Maybe we should have a conversation. And I think that's a good starting point because I, I, is that clear, Kevin, the, the difference between where I think most businesses and agencies are sitting right now and where they have the potential to sit? Yeah, I think it, it made me feel like you're looking a little bit more long-term, but not just long-term, right? It, you're also looking at it like, here are the areas of the business that that are opportunities for growth, how to execute on all those things, but not just in you know a narrow way. But because anytime business puts resources into something, there's almost always like a like a secondary impact of doing that. Like the way I know, the way I understand it is like, sure, I'm going to run, I'm going to run ads, I'm going to run leads. But what about the team that's going to get them? How do we know they're going to work? How do we know that we're hitting them right? How do we know that those things are being, you know, moved through and being sold and they align with what the business wanted? That gets a little more operational, which gets a little more strategic. You know, like, yes, we want to you know, get leads from this group. Tactically, let's send some emails, but how we treat them, what we want to put in them, does it align with what's already on our website? You know, there's a lot of things from the wider picture that need to be, need to be like confirmed or checked on or, or just supported in a business that, that, that goes to asking a lot more questions. If you're, and it feels like the agency needs to be very much asking lots of questions to be able to get the information they need. And the business could be thinking, this might be helpful for them to know, <laughs> or this is, you know, yes, I'm going to answer. I'm going to help them find their strategic area instead of like trying to make it like, you know, here's, you're just going to live in a black box. <laughs> um, that's sort of what you're, what it's, what it makes me think about. Yeah. So what, one of the things that I was sort of thinking about in preparation for our conversation today was how does a business shop for an agency? And you, you brought up a really important point. An agency which asks the right questions is the agency that impresses me, right? And so what do I mean by the right questions? Well, I want to know more than, you know, what's your budget and how many leads do you want me to send you a month or some, you know, variation on that theme, right? What I really want to hear an agency ask me as a business owner is, to, to really get a full needs assessment. Let me, let me tell you what I mean by this. Okay. And, and again, this is what we train, uh, our agency licensees to, to, to do, which is look into a business's full range of revenue generating, um, activities and dig into them because what, what, um, what they could uncover could make you know the the engagement of that agency uh, the, the potentially the best investment ever. So let's talk about sort of how uh, a standard typical business structure works with services business. I mean, this could work with a uh, you know, retail business, e-commerce business, basically any place where there's relationship with the buyer uh, where that that influences. So it's it's not really you know. Uh, brand relationship, but business owner or employee relationship, or even you know an e-commerce website relationship with with a um, uh, consumer. So obviously, there's the 
where where are the leads coming from? How are we getting the leads to the business in the first place? If you're doing a good job of that as a business, um, how or are you capturing leads from people who come to your website, into your store, et cetera? I, I know so many stories that I could, I could share of times that I was in a retail shop and asking lots of questions. And uh, this happened to me not too long ago. I was in a hat shop and, and I remember, um, it was like, you know, quarter to five. They were closing at five o'clock. I had some, you know, deep questions. I was asking about some reasonably, uh, expensive merchandise that they had we were leading toward a sale and they basically said, Hey, we're closing up. Um, I'm not, and I got to run out of here. I don't have the time to answer all of your questions. Do you want to come back another time? We can finish this. Okay, sure. And I left. Now they had no idea who I was. They had no guarantee I was ever going to come back. They were the one who ended the conversation. They didn't capture the lead. They had so much opportunity to once you do capture leads, um, the next question is really, do you have uh, a way to nurture that relationship as you're trying to move them forward in a buying relationship, right? You want to get them to move from being a lead, being a, a, a prospective customer to becoming a customer. And very often businesses will ignore those who are not ready to buy now and forget about them. And very often, you know, it, uh, I don't remember the exact statistic, but in the, in the car industry, most people who are shopping for cars don't buy right away. It's something like nine to 12 months down the road. And, 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 and here in 2022, the given, uh, the, the, uh, issue of inventory availability, it might even be further down the road. No pun intended. Um, if once you do nurture them to the point of them being ready to buy, do you have systems in place to convert that sale? Do you have onboarding systems in place? Do you have a uh, systems around customer delight to make sure that you are building a relationship with somebody who then wants to champion your your business, wants to invest further in what you have to offer? Do you know? Do you have systems that are going to? easily and appropriately present additional offers to them based on who they are, right? That are programmatic around what they bought this, maybe now they should buy that, right? Like like Amazon does, recommending, hey, people who bought this also bought that. You want that too? Do you have systems in place around um, managing and orchestrating referrals? These are all places where an agency could have the opportunity to engage with and support the business's revenue growth overall. And so any agency that is talking about that stuff, well, I would be super excited to have a deeper conversation with them because they really get the big picture, whereas most agencies are are focusing on a much, much narrower area within that. I guess like what you've just said makes me think, okay, yeah, that sounds really golden. That sounds really awesome. At the same time, I wonder... I want to make sure that I I understand it right too. What sort of requirement does having a better relationship with an agency put on the business? Like that that also sounds like it may need, you know, a meeting or a couple meetings or you know, opening your doors to the agency may mean, you know, some of your teams need to ha- will need to have some meetings with the agency so they have a really good understanding of either the product, the service, what is being delivered, what makes it unique, like maybe a couple a regular ongoing meeting with the owner or with executive leadership or something like, and for the small business, I know I've heard this where they go, I barely have time as it is. So like the relationship is going to be limited by my, my availability, my time, which is tough because they may go, I'd love that relationship to be better. I just don't know if I can carve out the time because I, you know, operationally, organizationally in the way my business is being run today, I'm just overtaxed in time. So it's like, should a business think about what is going to be required of them when they enter like the kind of relationship or enter into having an agency support them? Because there are, I think, some requirements that will be beneficial for both of them, but they both have to be willing to, to do that, to go there, right? 
you're absolutely right. And, you know, th- there's this, this factor involved here called human nature, right? And, and I think, you know, where, where I would go with that is many businesses and business owners are never, ever going to have the willingness or, or, uh, capacity. And, and, and no, I should say willingness because they can create capacity, right? But the willingness to create capacity to take this kind of approach on. And so it is much, much easier for us as humans to, uh, choose the, the, the option that is, um, has less friction, has less, um, required of us, even though we know that it may not, um, result in, in the same quality of outcome. And so I, I would say, look, this is, this is something that every business owner needs to look internally and say, you know, is it that I don't have the time or is it that I have chosen not to prioritize the time? And, and you can tell I've had this conversation with many a business owner <laughs> because that, that's really, I think, where the, where the answer lies. And uh, again, I, I don't know too many business owners who are going to say, I heard some guy on a podcast who suggested that maybe I need to prioritize my time differently and poof, I had an epiphany, but I, I hope that it. somebody <laughs> does. <laughs> I hope it's inspiring. Okay, so now here's a little flip to this. The sort of alternative that I, the way I see it to an agency is, and still having the need, right? The business needs there, the needs are still present and still wanting to achieve those is to just bring people in-house. So the case is always there, right? Like in-house versus agency, third-party help support. And sometimes it's a, sometimes it's one and then another, you know, get things going and then I'll switch to the other or I'll do both. I think there's a lot of different paths a business could take, but what would you say about those paths and some of the, you know, like, how do you look at a, a business who's like, ultimately, you know, it probably would serve us best to be more in-house or maybe it would serve us best to have a combination or to just utilize the strategic uh, trusted advisor as you've described it. So h- how do you look at that, that landscape? Yeah, I, I think that I am less an advocate of uh, hiring agencies than I am an advocate of uh, s- approaching your marketing strategically and systematically. And so if that means that you are going to run things in-house and through your strategic development, you determine that there are things that need to be done tactically that you can either hire additional people for based on their skill set or outsource to somebody based on their skill set. That's, that's the way I would go. It, I don't think there's a real difference from my perspective on whether you should do it in house or, or job it out to a partner. What I think is important is that you invest in your marketing, uh, with a bigger picture in mind. You, you said longer term. I, I think it's not just longer term, but, um, considering all of the possible revenue generation op- options that you have, because a lot of businesses are, are simply not thinking as strategically as they could be about the goal that they have. So if the goal is make X amount of revenue, there's a lot of ways you can do that. And, and so it, it may be a pricing strategy. It may be, you know, that you change the market focus. It may be, you know, so many other things. And that has nothing to do with whether you have an agency or whether you have somebody in house. Okay. So let's say you're the business, small business that's decided, I want to go look for to hire an agency that fits a more strategic model. Um, cause I would like to have a more trusted position and I want them to find and help me like you know, move forward with growth opportunities, revenue generating opportunities, just like you've just said. So what tips would you have for the business leadership, business owners in that, like who are facing that and wanting to hire the right agency? Sure. Well, if, if somebody has been sitting, listening to everything I've been preaching and says, wow, I really love this stuff. Well, then he should just come uh, to, to us and find one of our licensees who's already doing all of this. Um, that said, I think that, you know, uh, finding agencies which focus on a strategic approach is important and understanding that it, that you need to vet them a little to understand if they are using lip service around the term strategy or if they are actually invested in thinking through, you know, 
the types of things that I've discussed, whether it's revenue generation overall, whether it's understanding the market and where they hang out, and therefore we're going to select these tactics versus those tactics. That's the type of thing that I think is really important for businesses to listen for as they're, as they're, you know, talking to different potential service providers, because you're going to get a sense of whether they really get it or whether they're just trying to sell the thing that they happen to do, which is really what so many marketing service providers and agencies uh, do in reality is, is, you know, find a reason to, to get that uh, square peg in the round hole, no matter what, uh, because there's always, you know, everybody always needs our solution and therefore we're going to show them exactly how our solution is, you know, always going to, always going to fit their need. Right. That, is daunting. And I say that because it can be so easy to be sold to and be like, like there are great salespeople. There's great pitches. There's great, you know, it might even be looked at what we're talking about right now. Sounds like a great pitch, (laughs) but honestly, like getting, just like you said, vetting them enough, getting to, okay, they actually are invested in the strategic approach. Figuring that out does seem a little, that's the daunting part, the way I'm feeling right now. That seems like it is a little difficult. And so I guess a tip for that, do you have anything to help a business owner who's like, I just don't know? <laughs> well, you know, I, I, yeah, I gave you a few areas where, where business uh, revenue could come from outside of what a typical agency tends to focus on um, uh, talking about. And so I would ask an agency where, you know, let's use customer delight as an example, right? This is really about operational uh, and communication stuff. So what I mean by customer delight, it might be, you know, um, over-delivering in, in certain ways that are, that are really getting customers to go, wow, I, I knew I was buying this, but I wasn't expecting that. Wow, I love you. And so if you, if you, you know, present that, Hey, um, you know, we're, we're working on getting more leads in the door, but we also have some questions about, you know, improving our custom delight stuff or, um, or, or more consistent referrals. Is that something you have any experience with? Just a simple question like that will help inform whether this is an agency that thinks beyond the, the sort of standard stuff. I, I think, I think that's probably a, a you know, a, where I would start. Yeah. Wow, that's that's really helpful because like I, I'm constantly trying to put myself into both these shoes and the top and like the you know there's two sort of perspectives here. There's the business, there's the agency. Putting myself into the shoes of the business or the agency, what what would they be thinking? What are they dealing with? How are they going to be evaluating this? Because at the end of the day, you know the the takeaway I'm hoping from this episode too is like I have a better idea one of my business and if it could potentially utilize an agency. Number two, if I decide I want an agency or if I have an agency, am I, get, am I going to get everything I possibly could out of it? What's the best uh, ideal picture relationship? The best like it could be like, are there revenue opportunities that are going to be open to me that I'm not aware of? Um, a little bit of that feels like my little might need some humility might need to be like, yes, my business might need this. But at the end of the day, it's like, look, the business wants to grow. What is it going to do to achieve those goals? What is it going to do to achieve its growth that it needs, that it has to go after, that it is hungering for? And some of them aren't really interested in growth, but the ones that are, you know, are they evaluating a, a partnership as an opportunity for growth? So those are some of the things, you know, in totality from this, I, I was looking at. Was there anything that we didn't talk about or we missed, David, that you wanted to mention? You know, I, I, as you were just talking about this, I, it's one, one thing popped into my head, which is that we, we, we don't do direct client services anymore, uh, except on a rare occasion when, when our arms are twisted. And we happen right now to be working with somebody in the home services industry. Now, if you're in that industry, you know that, uh, you are, or you believe you are incredibly busy and have no time for any of the stuff we've been talking about. Okay. However, um, there are a few enlightened souls like the, like the client who hired us who, when they start thinking about their business in a different light, uh, they had some personal goals. They had some, you know, we're using the, the business as a vehicle to be able to, uh, invest in something specific in their future. Uh, you know, they want to, you know, spend time elsewhere in the world doing mission work, you know, for, for people, um, those sorts of things. 
it really helped reposition why they actually would even think about going through a process like what I've been describing. Because ultimately, the business is there for another purpose other than just to exist, right? It's it's there because you have a mission to help people through the business. You have a goal to make, you know, uh, money or, or build generational wealth for your family, et cetera. And so when you sort of step back from every piece of the, you know, marketing strategy versus tactic conversation that we've been having and think about what does this business mean to me in the first place and why am I doing this? It really helps to then make the, the, the link between is approaching my marketing differently really worth the, the time that it would take to, to, to do so because of what my specific personal uh, goals are with the business. Wow. That's really interesting to consider too. That's like a different thing altogether. I wouldn't have even thought about in this episode. So thank you, David. Now, if let's say someone's like, all right, I want to follow up on asking a question. I want to learn more about you. I want to learn more about your company. Uh, You mentioned like find one of our licensees. How can someone reach out to you, connect with you, learn more? Yeah, totally. Uh, We are um, easily found online at thepreparedgroup.com. And uh, like I said, we don't do client services. Uh, we, <laughs> pretty much uh, every week we are approached with, hey, can you help me with this project? And we are so pleased to support the uh, agencies who are working with us um, by, by introducing those, uh, those folks who are interested in, in this approach to them. And so I'm more than happy to, to, um, to chat with anybody who wants to reach out to understand this process uh, a little bit more deeply. There's plenty of information on our site that sort of digs into the way that we do this. Um, but if somebody wants to reach out through the website, they certainly can as well. Okay. And if let's say there's an agency who's like, I kind of like this idea and they want to learn more, is there anything different for them or, or just go through the website? Yep. They can come to the website and they can go to the licensing page. So it's the preparedgroup.com slash licensing. Uh, and that's where you'll get all the details of the, of the program that we have. And uh, look, it's not a, what I have explained here is not a fit for everyone. If an agency has been looking for a way to be able to deliver the stuff that we've been talking about, we should talk. We may or may not be a good fit for, for you um, and, and your specific goals, but there's there's a process for figuring that out and, and having a conversation is, is the first step. Well, everybody, I hope you got a lot out of this. I hope you're thinking about, well, hmm, how should I approach the, you know, looking for an agency or the relationship you have with your current agency? Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening. David, thank you so much for coming on and helping us and really expanding this topic into a lot of depth. I think it's be really helpful for everyone. Yeah, indeed, Kevin, this has been a real treat. Thanks for the invitation.